Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Good Morning Gwinnett, a division of Noise Media Network, hosted by Audrey Bell Kearney, sharing stories about people and places around beautiful Gwinnett County and beyond. Monday through Thursday at 10 a.m. Southern Living at its best. Good morning, good morning, good morning, all my Gwinnishas out there in Gwinnett land and all of you around the world listening to the sound of my voice. It is a beautiful day here in Gwinnett County. Let me tell y'all something. I had a very early start to my day, of course, as always, something always goes wrong, and it shouldn't, but it does. And so today I had a good start, mastermind, phone conferences, all this kind of stuff, and then the freaking video didn't want to work. So I had to reinstall it. It's crazy. It's crazy. I, you know, a lot of times I take for granted that everything is going to work smoothly when I start the show. And so maybe I should start a little bit early and test things out. But I'm taking for granted because yesterday I did a restart to the computer. I cleaned it all up, you know, did some things, make sure there were no viruses. So just assuming that everything was going to be fine. And then I wake up this morning and I get ready to go live. And guess what happens? The camera is not working. I'm like, oh, God, not my camera because that's my best camera. Uh, which now scares me, which I feel like I need to get another one just like this one because I love this camera and um, I use it all the time. And I'm like, man, I think I need to get another camera. But anyway, I hope you're having a wonderful, wonderful, um, wonderful day. I am. I'm having a great day. Um, it's beautiful here in Gwinnett County. It's 70 degrees today going up to a high of a high of 84. So that's that's a beautiful day when it's like weather like that. That is a beautiful day. So I'm excited about that. Hope you're having a beautiful day today. It's Thursday. Yep, it's Thursday. It is definitely Thursday. And I'm about to do something, y'all, which is kind of nuts. So just, just watch what I do. So if you see me doing something crazy, that's because I'm trying to I'm trying to create something. Maybe, maybe you won't see it, but I don't know. I'm always trying to um <laughs> I'm always trying to like make the show better, do little things, do things better and all that kind of stuff. So I'm sitting here and um I'm looking at my screen right now. And I'm trying to launch something that did not launch as a part of my video. This is what happens when you try to like, when you try to like do all these amazing things. Yeah, I can't do it right now. I can't even, I can't even front. I can't even get it done because right now it's not going to work for me because what I'm trying to do is not set up right this minute. It's not, I thought it was, I thought it was going to be set up. Anyway, let's get on with our show. Let's get on with the show. Today is Thursday. Set, listen. Thursday, September the 30th. What the heck is that? Oh, that was crazy. Like, that was crazy. How did that? Y'all, did y'all see that? I don't even know what I just did. That's me fumbling around right now. Let me stop fumbling around before I mess up something. Let me just, let me just leave well enough alone right now. That was me. Some kind of way I was able to turn the camera sideways, and I never touched the camera. That's that technology. See, I'm, I told y'all I'm a little tech head. And I be trying to do all these things. And I, I turned on a different kind of camera. And it had me shooting something. Now, what's exciting about that, for editing purposes, I may have to do that. But anyway, let me stop rambling because I'm having, to, I'm about to get excited about that. But anyway, it's September the 30th. It is almost, listen, 
It is almost the weekend. It is a new month tomorrow. Today is also National Mud Pack Day. Mud Pack. I don't even know what a National Mud Pack is. Like when I think about a mud pack, I think about something that I did when I was a little girl. It's also National Love People Day. It's National Hot Mule Cider Day. What is mule cider? I have no mold, maybe. National Gum Chewing Gum Day. I got a whole pack of Double Mint downstairs on my on my in my kitchen. I love Double Mint. That's my gum. And I remember the doctor told me stop chewing gum because I had TMJ disorder. And but I love chewing gum. I'm like, well, how am I? If I can't chew gum, what am I gonna do? I love chewing gum. So National Gum Chewing Day. So if you like to chew gum, today is your day. Today is your day. All right, let's get on with these horoscopes brought to you by noted astrologer Michael Thyssen for the day September the 30th. Yep, the end of the month, y'all. About to go into October tomorrow. We're going to kick it off like we always do. And that is with Aries. Use creative flair. Use your creative flair. Be discreet with your private information. Pleasure trips will promote romance. Try to keep an open mind. All right, now. You're going to get some pleasure trips. They're going to promote some romance. All right, be discreet, though. Be discreet with it. Don't listen. Don't do nothing that you don't want nobody to know about. Taurus, extravagance will be a problem. You can make money if you concentrate on producing services or goods that will make domestic chores easier. Use your charm, but don't be phony. Be charming, Taurus, but just don't be phony. You can be charming, right, without being phony. People can smell phony. I'm just telling you that right now. The minute you start being phony, they can smell phony. Just be charming. You know, people say, oh, my God, he's so charming. She's so charming. Because they can see charming, but they can smell phony. Like, mm, so phony. Have you ever met somebody, right? Have you ever met somebody and they were talking? You're like, ugh, so phony. People can smell phony. So just be charming. Gemini, you can make money through your own creative efforts. Try not to lend or borrow money today. Travel should be on your agenda. Don't lend, don't borrow. You can make money through your own efforts, but keep your money in your pocket today. Keep it in your pocket and don't borrow it from anybody. All right? Think about some things that you can do creatively. You know, maybe you know how to sew. Maybe you know how to knit. Believe it or not, knitting is coming back. Like, it, knitting has never gone, but I've seen people create some of the most of faith, amazing fashion that they have hand-knitted. Like, they knitted it. I'm like, that is beautiful, right? My cousin made me a sweater. I think I'm, I'm going to wear it this year. Um, I, um, it was brown and beige. She knit. She's been crocheting and knitting our whole life. And she made me this really cute sweater. Now, when she made it, it probably was perfect. Per it probably fit perfectly. But I've lost uh, quite a bit of a weight since then. So now I think I'm going to wear it. I'm going to, and I got these nice brown boots. And I got, and it's brown and like a beige cream color. So I got these nice brown boots. And I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a belt and put it around the waist and wear my boots with a, like a long sleeve um, brown shirt or maybe a white shirt. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm finally gonna wear it. Like I didn't wear it before because I'm like, man, first of all, it doesn't get that cold down here. But I'm thinking I have to go to a couple of football games and it may be perfect. But anyway, think about your side hustle, something that you can use your um your creative efforts to make money through. Cancer. You can make major gains professionally by completing projects on time. Networking will be a necessity. It will be all around you. All right, listen, networking is a necessity. But if you like me, you don't like to network. Like, I'm a terrible networker, y'all. Like, I'm that person that I hate going to a networking event because I feel like I'm not charming at that point. I'm being phony because I'm walking up and I'm like, hi, how are you? Right? And in my mind, I'm thinking, because I'm not a small talk kind of person. Like, you want to get me engaged in conversation, 
Talk about some of the things I like, and I will talk to you all day. But small talk, I'm not a small talk kind of person. Some people are really good at small talk. That's not me. I'm not. I'm not good at small talk. I know that's a shortcoming for me because when you out networking, you want to be, unless I go to B&I. See, B&I, for those of you who don't know, I think it's Business, Business Networking International. That's what it stands for, right? B&I, there's no small talk. And that's where I should have been going, but they were so rigid. Um... The one that I went to, but being not, there's no small talk. Like, you have to actually um, know, um, you have to actually go there with referrals, right? You have to go there with referrals in mind. You either give them referrals or you can get some referrals, but there is no whole lot of small talk. It's, a, it's probably a little bit of talk, but they talk about who can you refer, who can you refer. They don't really play like that. That's probably where I need to go. Because they are not, uh, they're, they're not uh, small talkers. It was just so rigid when I went. Though. I was like, oh, God. And I only went to one. But that one, I think it was like seven. So, you know how you go to networking events. It starts at 7.30 or 8.30. And you get to about, you know, 8.45. Because you really feel like we're going to be networking. Well, I went to one. I got there about 7.40. It was at 7.31. I think I got there like at 7.40. The person that invited me, she was like, oh, yeah, you need to be on time. And I was like, huh? It was just like, oh, God, like, really? I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be a part of this. So I didn't go anymore. I was like, yeah, that was just, that was, so it was a breakfast. And, and so I didn't know how it was laid out. I thought it was like all the other networking events you go to. You get there, you walk around for about an hour, you talk to everybody. Some speaker gets up and talk, and then you network some more after that, and then it's over. Well, theirs wasn't like that. It was 7.30 in the morning, and they meant be there at 7.30 because they were going to serve breakfast. Everybody eat together at 7.30. You sit down to the, to the table and you eat together. And then after you eat, you fill out a little paper. You put on who you can refer to somebody. Everybody introduce themselves and you write down, I can refer somebody to you. So you write somebody's name and email on a piece of paper and you pass it down. And they, they pass it out to that person. And I was like, oh, but the way she approached me, you know, she's like, you got to be ready if you want to go to the next level. And I was like, oh, okay. And at that point, I figured, well, hell, I ain't ready for this group, which I wasn't, because I was just kind of starting out pretty much. And I, so I, but I never went back. So, you know, I'm not a small person, a small talk person. But listen, cancer, get out there and network. Don't listen to me. If you're good at small talk, go right at it. Leo, you can't lose today unless you get involved in gossip or overwork to the point of exhaustion. You may make someone else look bad. Take a look at possibilities of starting a small-time, part-time business with friends or relatives. Ooh, let me say this. Listen, Leo, you can take a look at starting it, right? Small, part-time business with friends or relatives. Here's what I would say. Here's the advice that I would give you. And heed this advice. If you're going to do that, make sure... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That everybody knows their responsibilities and that is in writing. Right? And this is important because what will happen if you don't know your responsibilities and your partners don't know their responsibilities, things are not going to get done. And then everybody's going to start pointing the finger at the other person. Then the, then the business is going to crash. So put it in writing. Come up with a partnership agreement about how the partnership is formatted. 
who's responsible for what, what happens if somebody leaves, what happens if somebody dies. I know you don't want to think about these things, but these are things that are all important. All important. What happens if these things happen? That needs to be in writing in a partnership agreement. So that way, when someone said, well, I didn't know that was my responsibility, I'm like, well, it's in the agreement. Go back and look at page 2, um, section 3B. It's there. This and we, we You signed off on it. So you said at that time you understood it. That's really important. And it may sound like it's petty, but it's, it's really anybody will tell you who's an entrepreneur with partners and they have a real strong partnership. They have to have these things in place. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm a solo. You know, I work with different people, but I'm, I'm the sole owner of my company. But I'm putting in place right now a SOP, which is a standard operating procedure. So if something should happen to me, someone can take my SOP and run this business even if I'm not there. And that's important. And why is that important? Because right now I'm in the process of scaling the business. And so if something should have to happen to me, for uh, God forbid, I need to be able to hand that over to my daughter, my brother, my husband and say, hey, this is what I do. This is what you need to do. And it's all written out. Now, my, my husband, he writes SOPs for his company all the time. Like every time they put in a new process, they have to write a new standard operating procedure. Um, so he knows about those. So I have to write some now for my my business. So if anything should happen, if I get sick, if I get hurt, somebody can take the SOP and step in and do exactly what I do on a daily basis. Which is, you know, in my opinion, it's not much. It's not hard, but to somebody who doesn't know what the heck I do, it could be it could be traumatizing and hard. Virgo, residential moves will be also advantageous for all concerned. Upgrading at this point is not a bad plan. Don't let your emotions get out of hand. Oh, you talking to a Virgo. Don't let your emotions get out of hand. That's what Virgos do. Their emotions always get out of hand and they create stories because their emotions are out of hand. I'm just telling you, I know a couple of them. And boy, when I tell you, I know, I know one, she's pretty cool, but I know two, they just make up stories and then they be mad about the stories they make up and nobody has done anything to them. I'm just saying for real, they just make up stuff like their mind to say they will make, I have, I have literally talked to a Virgo and listened to her make up a story. And I said to her, you do know you just made that up, right? Cause that didn't happen. But in her mind, that was going to happen. So she made the story up based on when it was going to happen. It never happened. And she got, she wrapped herself into that story she made up and she made it a problem. I'm just telling y'all what I know for a fact. I, ooh, yeah. Anyway, so I'm going to go to a song. I'll be right back after this song to give you more of the horoscopes brought to you by Noted Astrologer Micah Thyssen. So stay tuned.
Welcome back. It's your girl Audrey Bell Kearney bringing you the daily horoscopes brought to you by noted astrologer Micah Thyssen. We're going to pick it up with Libra. Travel is evident, but be cautious while in transit. Go on business trips if, if at all possible. You will find that money could slip through your fingers. Here's the thing. Money could slip through your fingers. So keep your hand closed, not closed too tight because you want you want to be able to let money in, but you don't want to let money slip through your fingers too. Sometimes when your hands are closed too tight, nothing gets in, nothing gets out. So you want to leave it cracked just a little bit so something can come in just in case you need to let some money in. But you don't want to have it tight, so tight that nothing, you know, nothing can get in. All right. Scorpio. Do not allow colleagues to hinder your ambitions. You're in the mood to spend time with your lover. Try not to make, try not to take everything so seriously. Lighten up today. Listen, Scorpio, I know you are a serious person, but lighten up just a little bit. Just a little bit. Lighten up. You know, have some fun. Don't take yourself so seriously, right? And try watch out for um watch out for colleagues who don't see the vision. Sometimes you can share a big vision with small-minded people and they can't see it. So don't share big visions with people with small minds. You know who they are. Small-minded people aren't doing anything. They're just fronting. They're just going through. The, they're not doing anything. So don't let your colleagues hinder your ambitions because and don't share your big ideas with them because they can't see it. They can't see what you see. So they're not going to support you. They're not going to try to push you forward. They're going to try to hold you back. They're going to try to keep you stifled. They're going to try to keep you down there where they are because they can't see your vision. You got ambitions. They don't have any. They want, they're good right where they are. And sometimes that happens. It happens to your life and business and family. It happens sometimes. Sagittarius, stay mellow. Your energetic personality 
will make you the center of attention at social gatherings. You'll stay out of trouble if you pick projects that will benefit the whole family. If you don't want to be in, get in trouble today, do things that, that doesn't just include you. They include everybody, the whole family. I know you're trying to get away and do some stuff by yourself. You're going to be in trouble if you don't if you do that. You got to include everybody. I know you don't want to include everybody, right? Like, I don't want to include everybody. I, don't, I just wanted to be. No, not today. It's got to be everybody. <laughs> Capricorn. Ooh, throw yourself into your work. Need some adventure in your life? Exotic destinations beckons you. If you could include, if you can't include them in your plan, do so. Yeah, I know. You want to you wanna do some adventures, right? You want to go to an exotic des destination? I do too. I kind of want to go somewhere right now. Right now, it's still hurricane season. So, you know, the exotic destinations that I'm thinking about is a tropical island somewhere. But we know it's bad time to be going to the tropics right now. It's that it's that time of the year where, you know, the winds is, and the hurricanes and the water. Yeah, I would totally freak out. But, you know, I might have to find somewhere locally to go that's exotic. Maybe I'll go to, I really want to go to a lake house with the fireplace. It's not quite there yet for the fireplace. I've been saying that for years. Like, that's the one thing I want to buy. Outside of building my dream home, I want a lake house. Like a log cabin with a real wood-burning fireplace by a lake or some kind of water water stream or something but i need to be able to go out get a cup of hot chocolate or hot tea with milk yes i love hot tea with milk and sit and watch the water and just i just need to zone out like that's what i that's what i want i'm putting it out to the universe i've been saying this for a minute now i don't know why i like lake houses i'm so countrified like i like land i love horses like i probably could live on a farm i probably couldn't work on the with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Farm, farm, but I can live on one. Now, if I got to go out there and clean up in the farm and like do all the farm handwork, couldn't do that. I can't even stand being in bugs. That's why I don't understand why I like, like land and all that. I don't know. It's weird. I can't explain it. Aquarius. Don't hesitate to enlist the aid of friends or families if you have a big project to finish in your domestic environment. Your knowledge and good sense will help more than you think. You can get into weight loss programs or go out and change your image with a new look in clothing, hairstyle, and attitude. Yes, change your look ups, Aquarius. Now, it's probably going to take you some time to lose some weight unless you get really strict and really focused, right? You know, I've been, I've been doing good, though. I've been going down, like, now, for some people, this is probably not that good. For me, I'm not gaining. I've been going down, like, two pounds a week. I'm excited about that. I put on some pants the other day. I was like, oh, these are a little bit more looser. So I got 35 pounds. Well, not 32. 32 pounds that I'm trying to drop by, the, by my birthday, which is in February. 
that's my goal to drop the last 32 that's my last 32 for real i've been holding on to that 32 for like the last two years i've been trying i dropped now i dropped down i had lost like 15 but that was because of the pandemic that's because i had covid so i lost like 15 pounds in like two weeks and that jump came right back bam because when you lose weight quick like that it comes back quicker and so i've been i've been teetering around like that 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 pandemic 15 <sighs> that I'm still trying to drop. So I'm 32. I need to get down 32 pounds by my birthday. That's my goal. So that gives me all of, all the rest of this year. I got four months, four and a half months to get down. That's my goal. In the meantime, I want to go shopping, but I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to go shopping until I get this last 32 pounds off of me. Um, but I did buy a couple pair of jeans because I love jeans. Last but not least, my fellow fish Pisces. Don't make a move. Don't make a move. Your confusion has caused this dilemma and you are best to back away and reassess the situation. You will find your vitality is lowered. Club memberships or donations could be expensive and prove unnecessary. Ooh, there's a lot, a lot of caution there, Pisces, a lot. Look, don't make a move. Your confusion has caused this dilemma and you are best to back away and reassess the situation. Don't make another move, fish. I don't know. Now I'm, I'm trying to think. I don't feel like I'm in a, I don't feel like I'm in a dilemma right now. Like a maybe, no, not really. Club memberships and donations could be expensive and prove unnecessary. That means I should not join the gym right now. Is that what that means? Yeah, that's probably what that means. <laughs> oh, is that me with wishful thinking? Is that me with wishful thinking, thinking I just don't want to? That could be it too. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's funny though. Y'all know, y'all know I be trying to back out of the gym scene. But anyway, fish, I don't know about you, but um, we got to figure out how to get that vitality back up. Get out, get get it back up. Get our mojo back going, going again. Like if you have been feeling a little tired, maybe you need to take some supplements, you know, do some exercising, some stuff like that. Get your vitality back up once again. All right. That could be it. I feel all right, though. I feel like everything is good. All right. That's all the horoscopes I got for you today. I'll be back again tomorrow. Not tomorrow. Today is my Friday. That's right. Today is my Friday. I forgot about that. Yes, y'all. Today is Friday. My Today is Thursday. Nope, I'm not confused. Today is Thursday, but it's my Friday. Because y'all know on Fridays, I don't do the show. So today is my Friday. And today is your Thursday. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Your Friday is coming. It'll be here tomorrow. It'll be here tomorrow. It's all right. It's okay. Um, anyway, I got a great guest with you today. I'll be back Monday at 10 a.m. to bring you more of the horoscopes brought to you by noted astrologer Micah Thyssen. Um, so make sure to tune in at that time. And remember, um, always, always stay safe. If you got to run, run. But don't, if you don't have to run, you want to stick around because I got a great guest today. I'm about to bring him up. Listen, I went to this gentleman's website, right? When I, he had, when you go to his website, his website is forresttough.com, forresttough.com. He has so many accolades on his website. I was just like in awe of all of the great things he has done. So Mr. Forrest Tuff is my is my guest today. I'm excited to have him. He's the founder and CEO of One Vision Productions, an award-winning multimedia and branding agency whose clientele ranges from small businesses all the way up to Fortune 100 corporations. It has been recognized as, as one of Atlanta's best and brightest companies to work for. That's nice. I would like to have a company one day where I get recognized for that. That's nice. My daughter and I was talking about that this morning. She works for a tech company, and it's a it's a five year old. They and it's, I guess it's still considered a startup, but it's five years old. They're on a they're about to go public, and what she said to me was, 
they just merged with another company because they're going public. Well, she didn't like, she was like, the, the culture of the company has changed to the point where everybody wants to leave. So she's looking for a new job. And she's like, it's not the same. Like the culture has gone. Like when she first started working there, it was great. They sent him like all kinds of goodies. It was just amazing. They have merged with another company. It's under new management before the IPO. The culture has changed. The people aren't happy. So to be named, you know, I would love to have a company where people want to come to work every day. So I'm, I'm, I want to know how, how far she does that. Like one of the best and brightest companies in the metro area. Yeah, to work for that's nice. He's also a certified coach and a sought-after keynote speaker. He is one of only 89 people. Check this out. Only one of 89 people in the world to receive Toastmasters prestigious accredited speaker credential. In the world, y'all. It's 7 billion people on the planet. He's 89 in the world. That's that's huge. I don't know if you know how big that is, but that's huge. He's also named um, one of the Atlanta's most powerful leaders and top 100 transformation leaders by the John Maxwell team. An avid producer. He trademarked the term filmpreneur. Look at you. I got a preneur I'm about to trademark too. I'm excited about to find out about that process too. I got one too. Um, it's a podcast one though. His work includes documentaries, indie films, music videos, podcasts, TV shows, and a major motion picture, major major motion picture with 20th Century Fox. Tough created pay it for a grant, a pay it for a grant, which annually awarded a, to nonprofits and is a recipient of president the president's call to service award. So without further ado, and listen, this is just some of what I saw. You gotta go to his website and see all of what I saw. Farstuff.com. Welcome to the show, Mr. Tuff. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Now I don't see you. Is is I don't see you in the video. I just see like a. Are you? Is your video not working? I see your name. I don't yeah. see a picture. Yeah, we're just on. You know these technical difficulties. You know how it happens. Let's see. Okay, let's see. Cause I had some this morning. I ain't gonna even. I ain't gonna even front. I see you trying to come yeah. through. Yeah, I'm trying to come through and. Choose my camera. Let's see. All right, here we go. All right. Am I coming through now? It's trying. There you go. Yeah. Bam. I know you know how to get through because you you need a filmpreneur. Like, I knew you knew how to yeah, get through. I Nobody know. knows how to get through. <laughs> Let me tell you. So, I called myself. I, I pride myself on trying to be really prepared so that I turned the computer off yesterday so it could reset itself and clean itself up. And I come down here this morning. I'm getting ready to start. I'm like, wait a minute. What's wrong with the camera? So I got to unplug. Crazy. Right at 10 o'clock when I'm supposed to go live. So at 10.04, I went live. So listen, I apologize. Y'all know I had some tech problems. So thank you so much for being my guest today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure to be here this morning. You know, so I, I was reading your I went to your website. I went to your website. Listen, y'all. You got to go to his website. The, the home page is his accolade straight down to the bottom. All of the things he has achieved, all of the awards he received, like congratulations on all of that, all of those uh, um, those those awards. I thought that was really cool. So, how did you get into? Uh, uh, let, let's go back up for a second. Where, where did you grow up at? Well, I grew up here in Decatur. I was born in Atlanta, Georgia, and I grew up in Decatur, Georgia. Okay. Decatur, yeah. Decatur where? That's what I heard when I moved here. I'm like, yeah, I live in Decatur, where it's great. I'm like, all right now. All right, the cater yeah. is greater. So, hey, did you go to school here as well? You stayed here your whole life? No, I actually, I actually played basketball, and so I attended Gordon State College, and then I went to play Division One basketball at Western Carolina University in North Carolina. 
Now, why you ain't staying in North Carolina? Because most people go away to college, and that's where they stay. I did. I lived there for about five years. I moved to Asheville. And I lived there for about five years, but I'm a city guy. And, you know, it was just, at the time, it was too small for me. And so I moved back home because I just wanted to really test my mettle. You know, when you come to a big city, that's when you really kind of see, you know, you think something like, oh, I think I can do this. But, you know, coming back to the city really gave me an opportunity to spread my wings and see if I was really good at the things that I wanted to do. And so when you were in college, what did you major in? I majored in sport management, sports management at the time. I wanted to go into physical therapy, but they didn't have the program. Mm -hmm. So I became involved in the athletic training field, which really wasn't what I wanted to do. But that was the only, that was the closest thing to my major there. And I actually came home and worked at Health South Orthopedic Clinic. That's where I did my, completed my internship. And that's why I said, you know, I think I want to get back to Atlanta. So, so now that was a that was a that was a big jump. So you went from being in the um I'm looking at my hair like so you know in the camera like okay I see a little hair okay um so you were in the you were in, you were in the the health field as a as a in phys, what physical therapy you said yeah well athletic training is athletic what I training to I wanted to go into physical therapy how did you go from physical therapy and athletic training to film and production and TV. All right, well, the truth is, you know, the, the truth is, growing up, I always had a camera in my hand. Mm-hmm. I was always recording stuff in high school, recording memories, parties with friends. So for me, I was always doing that. I just didn't know that it was a profession. It was just something I loved to do. And I think after working at corporate jobs and working for different people once I moved back home and in retail, I found myself wanting to start my own company, mm-hmm. you know, work for myself. And so that was the first thing I gravitated to. Someone asked me to do a birthday party. They said, hey, I'll pay you 100 bucks to come film this birthday party. And I said, yeah, okay, that might be it. So that was how the transition happened. It was something I always did, but I never thought about monetizing. And, and what year was that? I started my business in 2004. Two, okay, so you've been, been doing 17 years now. 17 years, you're celebrating 17 years. You know, a lot of times when people get ready to make that leap from corporate to entrepreneurship, which we know is not an easy, easy leap, how is that for you? Because a lot of people can't figure out, I want to leave, but I know if I leave, I don't have a steady check coming in. I want to leave, but I know if I leave, I don't there have a team to support me. That was a transition phase for me because... When I left corporate, I actually went to work. My father is a pastor. He has Mm -hmm. a church here in Georgia. And I went to work for the church in the media field. Just work because I grew up doing filming and everything in the church. So the transition wasn't as abrupt as it may be for many people. There was a space for me to actually get caught up. Because when I started my business, I didn't just cold turkey start. Mm -hmm. I actually had a job. So I was working in the media field. I started my profession. As I started to build my clientele, I eventually branched out on my own. But the biggest thing was the need for me it was just wanting to treat people better. Because at the last job, you know, I heard you were talking about the things, the culture, you know, with your daughter. And that was something that resonated with me is how they treated people and talked to people in that environment. And I just didn't really care much for it. So that was one of the things I wanted when I started my business is to make sure that that wasn't the feeling that those who work with my company had. You know, it's so crazy because my daughter is a filmmaker. And I said to her this morning, I said to her, I said, listen, 
this is and this is what we do every morning before before I get on my I do a mastermind call every morning at eight o'clock. So before I do my mastermind, she and I talk because I have to tell the baby bye bye so she can go to school. Mm-hmm. And I said to her, I said, listen, she was like, man, she's like the culture. We got a bonus, and they killed the bonus like they taxed it like crazy. And so when she yeah. first started working with the company, they had this culture. I mean, I was like, heck, I need to I need to go work for this company. They were sending them gift boxes and right. computers and chairs and lights and socks. And they were just doing all kinds. And I was like, that I had never seen that before. Because when I was in, 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 in corporate America and working in the, in the industry and in, in, in hospitals and all these things, you got none of that. It was like you go to work and get right. your check. That was it. So she was saying to me. You know the culture has changed and people are unhappy and she was like i said to her, let me just let me just tell you this i don't care what job you go to most of the time it, it's gonna start out great i said and then it's gonna fall apart somewhere down the line i said i don't know anybody really who says you know what i love my job and she said but what about we got a cousin named kira she's a she works she's a dental hygienist they love their job but listen to the culture the boss he packs, he closed the whole office down, take everybody to Miami, and they all lay out on the beach together. I said, that's that's an anomaly. That's not that's not regular. But I said to her, I said, you're not gonna get what you want until you till you step out there on faith and do your own thing. I said, I don't know, you know, when you go to companies, this is what you're gonna face. I said, so you have to just put your big girl panties on and say, you know what, I'm going head on into my production company. She just she just um yeah. she just did a series of it's a funny series too called Dating Amari. And it's a it's a it's a web series, but you know, talk about culture for a second. So, how many people do you have in your company? Well, my company is a, is made up a little different at this point. I probably have about ten people that work with me, and a lot of them are in the contracting space. Mm-hmm. So, most of everything I do now is virtual. My company was in a virtual space, and since the pandemic, it's completely remote. Everyone works remote. So that's kind of the makeup that I, that's the, the template that I use that actually has helped me keep everything going simply because there wasn't a big change when COVID hit. Mm-hmm. It was just a matter of once people felt comfortable getting out doing work. You know, I was on my mastermind call this morning, that, that question came up, how do I hire people and do I need to hire contractors or do I need to hire employees? So one person answered, they realized they have a bunch of contractors that they work with. And they were saying, we can't see how to scale with just contractors right now. We have a bunch of contractors that work with us, but we can't really see how to scale. So that's interesting that you say that most of your your, your employees are really contractors. And you're really like your, their client. You know, they work for you, but you're like their client, the independent contractors. How do you find the best exactly. talent? Well, you find people that get the job done. You know, this has been a process over years where I've worked with contractors that I feel comfortable working with. And then on top of it, you find yourself, you have people that handle the administrative aspects because really in my line of work, the administrative is just booking the jobs, contractors is just getting the work out. Mm -hmm. Now, there are certain clients where I need to make sure I'm there. I'm very hands-on if I need to be Mm -hmm. to make sure that certain clients are established because if we need to do certain things it doesn't you know in the production business it's not always going out to shoot we do a lot with branding script writing we also do um, a lot of video editing and one of the things that really jumped off in 2020 is a lot of companies needed marketing videos so most of it was in-house so it was just sending files back and forth between the voiceover artists you know uh, people 
focus on the typography, and it wasn't necessarily where we had to get together, and if we needed to, we have a Zoom meeting. And everybody collaborate, we talk, and get the project finished. So that's been a great thing to have a, a structure that doesn't really need you to always be together. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a matter of meeting. You know, we can have those meetings at any time, but the projects, you know, with virtual and, you know, cloud, you can move projects around and get stuff done. Yeah. And I even have contractors that work in different states, so it's not just Georgia. Yeah, I know with all of the, um, you got Asana, you got uh, Twello, Trello, and you got all these, man, Slack, you have all these management tools right. that you can just imp put together and put your team in there and they can work without you almost. You put stuff in Slack and everybody sees it. It's, it's just amazing. Um, especially yeah. when you're trying to be productive. Like these product productivity tools will help you take your team and put everybody on the same place, on the same page in a very smooth transition. So let's, let's I want to jump into the film part of it because you know, um, when I moved to Georgia, I did not know the, the type of industry I was actually moving into. I had no idea that, that, that uh, I mean, I probably had heard that it was like black Hollywood, that kind of thing, but I didn't know how in-depth it was until I went to a film, I went to a film festival in Decatur, in Decatur, and um, when I went to that film festival, there was a couple who were film distributors, and they got up, they did their presentation, now mind you, there was a room of filmmakers, probably about 75 filmmakers in that room, and there was a room uh, uh, there was a couple that got up and they was talking about film distribution and they were telling them how we can get you in all these stores, we can get you in Walmart and Amazon, blah, 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 they was telling them all this stuff and they mm -hmm. said to them, but you probably won't see any royalties from your film for like 15 years and I was sitting there like, what? I couldn't believe it, I was like 15 years not even a dime, not a penny, not anything and I thought that was like a bit crazy because at that time I had been in publishing for some time so I know, and I had did a, a let me tell you something for us I had did a film. It was a documentary. It's called Rise, right? The, the, it was called the, yeah. journey, the Journey of the Entrepreneur. Now, I'm going to just be honest. It wasn't a great film. I had somebody follow me around and just put together like a mini doc, but it's on Amazon to this day, and it still makes money to this day, and it's not the best work. So I knew that I was making money off something that wasn't the greatest, but it told a good story. And they were telling these people they weren't going to make a dime for 15 years. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. So I kind of set out to figure out how to fit into this space. But over the years, what I've realized is that there are a lot of opportunities in this space, but people don't know how to get into this space. They don't know how to get into the film industry. I was over at, um, I'm in Gwinnett County, and I was over at our film department um, a couple of weeks ago. And she said that the one thing they always ask her about is, how do I put get my foot in the door? And I was like, Who was that, Lisa? Lisa. You're talking about Lisa? Lisa Anders. Anders. Yeah. Yes. And Lisa was telling me, she was like, they always ask me the same questions. How do I get my foot in the door? You've done some great things. What do you tell people when they ask you that? Because I'm sure they ask you that all the time. How do I break into the industry? What do you tell them? Well, I tell people there are different ways to get involved in the industry. And really, it depends on what you consider the industry. There's the independent market. And then there's the industry where you actually work on sets. You wait for jobs, you know, as a certain specific skill set, whether that's a PA, makeup, whatever that skill set is, there's different ways to do it. Personally, I chose to go in as an independent because I also don't look at it as just the film industry. I look at it as the film business. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times in that creative space, people leave out the business side. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! 
computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And they just think of the film, the industry. Yes, the glitz, the glamour, the red carpets. And I'm like, you really have to understand that if you want to make money, then you have to see this as a business. It's just a creative industry. So you can either make money or be what they call a starving artist. That's mm-hmm. what we know as far as creators. So I always tell them first, figure out what you want to do. That's the biggest thing. And then, you know, we'll sit down and map out a direction in which way you want to go. Do you want to go through schools? Do you want to go through certification programs? Because there's so many different opportunities. There's going to be opportunities for every person. It just depends on how you want to go. You know, I personally like to fund my own projects. Really? When these things happen, okay, so listen, if a distributor saying 15 years from now, you'll make money. Okay, guess what? I'll, I'll do that myself. So 15 years from later, I'm getting 100% of the profit, if that's the case. You know, and like you say, there's so many ways to monetize your projects. You know, there's, there's so much independent distribution. You know, there's, you, it just depends on how you really want to look at it. And I, I tell most people, you have to focus on doing research first. You have to really focus on doing yeah. research. But if you want to get involved in the film industry, there's so many schools and certification programs that you can actually jump in if that's what you want to do. So now let's let's talk about the money side because, you know, like you, I don't believe in waiting to do the things I want to do, which is sometimes a good thing, sometimes a bad thing because I got to spend all my money. And then I'm like, oh, crap, now I got to recoup my money. There's this notion that there's money out there in the film industry for us to take advantage of. But a lot of times, most entrepreneurs don't know how to get it. A few years ago, and you probably remember this, there was a DCAB had a DCAB Entertainment Summit, I think it was. Over at the college, yeah, at the college, just yeah, this, yeah, it was it was before the pandemic. It was an actual in person summit, and so you know people were coming there because they were trying to figure out how to get into the industry. But what most independents want to know is how can I get funding for my project? Like if I can't self fund, and I don't know how to really go in there and do an Indiegogo campaign, and you know I ain't got a rich uncle. How do I get funding? If and is there really funding available in Georgia for independents? There is. The, the problem, I don't say the problem, I say the misconception in the creative industry is that it's separate from business. You have to look at if you're starting a business, let's say you're starting a business making pillows, right? If you go to a bank, when you try to get a loan or you ask for funding, they have to have a sensible, when can I get this back? Mm-hmm. What's the return on this investment? And in the creative space, when you're making a project, you can't say, well, we'll make this money. You don't know. It's, it's a, it's a crapshoot in terms of whether you'll have a return. So you have to look at that in terms of the investors. If they don't see a way that they can get a return on their investment, they're not going to fund. 
So when you start your projects, you have to look at how can I make a return on this investment? You have to get that in your mind as you're putting together proposals because a lot of times in the creative space, the way you look at it is I have this wonderful idea that's going to make millions of dollars. I believe in me and I want you to believe in me, but there's nothing I can show you as a way of return. So my thing is save your money. That's mm. one thing. Start to save money. Work on small projects. Build your portfolio. You know, some people step out and want to do a feature film the first one around with no money. And I'll be honest with you, that's going to take a lot of money. You're going to invest a lot. But at the same point in time, how are you getting money back? Many of us as creators have skill sets as writers, directors, camera people. Go work. Take that money, put it aside. You know, use your skills to make money. Apply for grants. There are grants, which is free money that's given for filmmakers. But you have to put together a thorough proposal. So you have to learn how to put together a proposal or a pitch deck, which shows the people that are attached to the project. What are you doing? What's the purpose of this film? And you have to look at it like a business. A business has a vision and a mission. And your film has to have the same thing. They have to see that there's an investment and it's more than just a one-off project that you're doing because you love something. And that's the disparity we have. But there are funds, you know, grant funds, and these are a lot of things that I teach. I have a workshop coming up on the 14th. Mm-hmm. These are some of the things that I teach where to find these this funding for these projects. I'm glad you said that because I was just about to ask you that. Because, you know, a lot of times you hear the word grants, you automatically think that you need to be a nonprofit. And I know most people want to, you know, they want to be able to, to get funding and get access to funding, but they don't know where to go and get this funding from. You hear grants. Um, yeah, there's someone, her name is Love McNeil. She said, yes, how to get the funding is very important to her. So she wants to know too. So Love, he has a training coming up and we're going to drop the notes when that training is going to be in a few minutes before he goes. But um, I think a lot of times people want to know, you know, well, how do I get funding? And do I need to be a nonprofit to get this funding? Do they need to be a nonprofit or work with a nonprofit in order to get the funding? They don't need to be a nonprofit. There are grants specifically for film producers, filmmakers. And these organizations came about because they saw there was a need in this industry because getting a loan through a traditional bank or an SBA loan was a, was or the Small Business Administration, that's what SBA means, that it just wasn't feasible and they didn't have the formula to get those loans. So many organizations, some of them are nonprofits, some of them are film organizations, have created funding for filmmakers. But it's going to create, it's going to, going to force filmmakers to be more business-minded about getting their paperwork together to even receive the funding for the grants. So now with the grants, are there certain type of films that you can do the get the funding for once you have everything in place? You got your paperwork in place, you know, they can go back and look at that. You have your mission and your vision for your project in place. Does, does this grant funding allow you to do anything you want to do or is it certain type of films that you have or projects you have to put that funding towards? Well, you have to look at each grant. Each one has, grants are like film festivals. You ever enter a film festival mm-hmm. and they have a vision and mission of what they're awarding, the types of films they want. Grants are the same way. Each grant is different and you have to look at what types of films they're looking for. Like I say, the process of getting money becomes more administrative and business than creative. You have to put aside the fact that you love this project and it's gonna change the world. And you have to look at 
what is it going to mean to the people that are giving money mm -hmm. to this project? Because that's what's important, and that's what's going to change the dynamic of you as a filmmaker and getting money, is you have to understand that these organizations, I always go back to, they have a vision and a mission. They have something they're trying to accomplish for their stakeholders or for the people that invest these funds to give the filmmakers. So if you can look at those objectives and if your films line up with some of that, or even if you can tailor the way you approach your film, then you have higher chances of receiving funding for these projects. You know, I want to I want to shift gears a little bit because um, I know you're gonna tell people how to contact you about their training so they can get get ready, get funded ready. Um, but let's shift gears a second. Streaming platforms, I love them. I've been out there since 2013 when I launched HerTube, and so you know, I don't even know if people know. And I've been talking about this since 2013, where you can actually take your content and put it on the streaming platform just like Netflix and charge people to subscribe to your stuff. Do you use any of those platforms? I know for me, Noise noise is on, I got the whole thing set up, right? I'm on Apple TV, Android TV, Roku. I'm on all of them because I understand right. the power of streaming TV because that's pretty much all I watch. Um, and so a lot of filmmakers, even when I was talking back then, far as like, listen, you could be like a, your own Netflix and people could not wrap their head around like, how does that work? Moving, moving forward to where we are right now, they have even made it so that you can take your podcast and put that on a streaming platform and get a subscription for your podcast, which is great. Do you leverage any of those oh, those platforms? And do you you know do you tell your your, your clients like, look, leverage these platforms because they're there for you. And people are watching TV; they're still watching TV. TV's not going anywhere. Now they're just watching it on all these other streaming platforms. Right. Well, I have a strategy about to answer your question. Yes, I do. However. I'm not utilizing those platforms right now because I have a different approach about using those platforms. Okay. For me, I'm building a body of work. Mm -hmm. And I'm waiting for that one piece of work that's going to create a big enough buzz to where they want my material. Mm -hmm. Now, that's not for everyone. Everybody, and I always say this, everyone has a different marketing strategy. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that my strategy is perfect, but it's the one that's going to work for me. This mm -hmm. is the way I envision it happening for me or stuff. Mm -hmm. But I always encourage people to do it. You know, sometimes you could stream, and you have to you have to also understand that if you have 13 viewers, the chances are you're not going to monetize that product. I mean, let's just be honest. In order to really start to see a return on your streaming platforms, you have to have a certain viewership or a certain follower. And so that's something that I may consider, I, I consider before I put my work out, for somebody else, you may put out a piece of work and it could go viral. And at that same point in time, hey, keep the content going because it definitely can happen. But I always say, look at the platforms, look at your strategy because you have to have a, a branding strategy for how you plan on getting out. You know, for me, one, it was to receive my trademark. Once I receive my trademark, Filmpreneur, that now gives me the right to own certain things. Mm. So that's my strategy. It's just that the pandemic hit right as I got my trademark. And so that changed a lot of the projects that I had coming down the line to shoot. I had to push some things back. But I definitely agree with you in terms of the streaming platforms. There's so many ways to get your own projects out, to build your own scene. 
and to make revenue. I know for me, I took a different approach too. So I went the free route. And the reason I went the free route, well, let me say this. I went the free route on Roku and then because that's where I started. So I, I said, okay, well, let me take the same content and put it on the subscriber side on on um Amazon because I wanted to see because I had a I built up a huge following on on Roku like we got a hundred and three thousand subscribers on Roku I'm like crap I should have monetized that out the gate so I went back and tried to monetize it and they were like not yeah. gonna happen <laughs> like you should it's free and so I said well let me take it when so when Amazon launched Amazon Fire TV I said okay I'm gonna take I'm gonna take that and take it over here it didn't work. It didn't work. It took me all. I'm nowhere near a hundred thousand on Amazon TV, but over here I am. So you're right. It really depends on what you're trying to do. So for me, it was about okay. Well, let me get the noise brand out. Let me get the her two brand out. And I knew for a fact to get that brand out, and I use a different um, monetization model. Like you could be on her to pay some money. You can be on there, and I'll get you out there. That's the model I decided to use because I knew. You know, it was going to take us a minute to build up that following. So that worked for us. So you're right. It depends on what you're trying to do. So for me, it was like, well, I'm going to create a platform that people can put their content on and pay a monthly fee to put it on there. And it's out there free on all these platforms versus spending the type of money that I spend every month to get all that stuff out. You pay a little bit to get your stuff out there. So so it really, you're right. It really depends on you. Um, the future. What do you see this industry going for the future? Well, one of the things that I think would be great for Georgia is if Georgia became more than just the black Hollywood. And when I say this, I mean where Georgia owns the production, where you have business people putting together projects together, utilizing their finances so that they can now own the projects, so that they can get the tax credit. So when you get to the point where you're making money, uh, you have to meet this $500,000 criteria to receive the tax credit. So that means you have to make money. And that's why I say business only. You have to have the capital to create these projects, utilize the stuff here in-house, so now you own it. We're not just the craft services or the, you know, the work. We get the main jobs, producers, directors, editors. They're not flying them in from New York and L.A. And I think that will be the natural progression for Georgia because right now we're putting a lot of people to work and that's absolutely wonderful. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think the natural progression where it comes to the point that the projects are coming out of Georgia. They're not coming from LA being outsourced in Georgia. It's actually being done here in Georgia. And of course, we all know who's done something like that, Tyler Perry. Mm -hmm. Tyler Perry has created that model and that is an amazing model to follow to be able to do things out of Georgia. So I think that's where you'll see a lot more business and investments coming here to create productions coming out of Georgia from the beginning to the end. But why do you think that's not the case? Because, you know, you're here doing things. Tyler's here doing things. We've got a bunch of independents. Why do you think that people are flying people from, you know, New York to do production and things like that versus here? Is it, is it a lack of talent? In, in that in those spaces or a lack of a lack of awareness in the in that space i think there's a learning curve mm. you know, georgia is we're not new to the film industry but once again there's a difference between having projects done in your state as opposed to creating the projects there's a big difference 
So when you have the production houses that come here, they're not Georgia companies. These are companies that come here because of the Texas credit. They build warehouses, and then they actually fund the production. But that funding, it, yes, it helps Georgia's economy. So this is not a negative at all. But Tyler Perry is an anomaly to that blueprint. Mm -hmm. Tyler Perry is from Georgia. He said, you know what? I'll do it my way here. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make these films. I'm going to produce them. I'm going to fund them. So it's going to take business people investing their funds to start those type of projects. And the reason myself and others haven't done it is because we don't have millions to invest in major productions. I mean, that's a lot of money when you start saying, hey, I want to put $3 million into starting a project or 500000 You know, that's a, a high risk for a film. You know, that's considered a high risk. So you have to have investors that actually have that type of investment and capital to be able to take those risks to make those types of films. So it's a, it's a learning curve. It's a process. It's not so much the talent. It's us now understanding the business of making films so that now we know how to get the investment capital to start those types of projects. You know, I just recently learned that with the tax credits, let's say, for instance, I had a project that was... I don't know, a million dollars, and I got tax a tax credit for that, I could actually sell the tax credit to pay for some of the funding for the project. I didn't know. I'm like, wait, are you telling me? Because they were saying there were businesses who could use that tax credit to offset some of their expenses of whatever taxes, and so they would take it. And I was like, what? So I'm still trying to understand that process. Is that something that you go over in your training? Because I thought that was absolutely amazing. And why wouldn't someone want to... You know, if I got a project I'm trying to produce and I'm going to get these tax credits, but you got the money to 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 use the tax credit so I can take, why wouldn't they want to do that? So is that something that you're going to go over in the training? So I will not address that specifically, but I will tell your organization where you can find all this information. I'm a member. It's called Georgia Production Partnership, hmm. GPP. So go join the members. The membership is $100 annually. But here is where you'll find out about everything concerning tax credits, laws in Georgia, anything that you need to know as a film producer, businessman, businesswoman. This is where you go to get this information that they need on monthly. They have experts that come in and share these types of specific things in different areas of the business. So that's Georgia Production Partnership. I had to put a little plug in there because that's a great organization that I'm a part of and they really talk about those things that you're you're discussing right now and listen that was a good plug because they need to hear that because you know i'm as i learn i share and so when i learned about that i'm like wait a minute I, and i had heard something similar but when i i think when i talked to lisa and it might have, it, it, it was either lisa or, or it was brian over at partnership Gwinnett. they kind of broke it down a little bit more and i was like i need to understand that a little bit more because i know it's not as simple as it sounds to me right now so i know there's other right. things that go into it so let me ask you this um you help a lot of small businesses as well as Fortune 500 companies, Fortune 100, not even Fortune 500, Fortune 100 companies. And so how do you, because, you know, some people don't want to work with small businesses. Like, you know what? They're too small. I'm not, I've had people say to me, Audrey, I don't, I don't work with entrepreneurs. They don't have enough money for me. They've actually said, I'm like, really? How do you decide who to work with and who not to work with? You know, because some people say I, that person is a small business. They don't have enough money. They're going to give me the, the, the biggest headache. I hear that. I hear that a lot. So how do you decide what clients you work with? 
Well, now we focus more on corporations, businesses, and I work with the government, with government agencies. That's really my clientele. That's where we've evolved to. Like I said, I've been in business 17 years, so this was a process. It didn't start out that way. You know, we did weddings, did music videos. I've done it all. You know, we've done everything in that space, but I think for each individual as a business, you have to set a trajectory of where you're going and what you want to do and what does success look like for you. You know, and so for me, moving into this space, that helped provide the funding. And so once you satisfy one client, that opens up the door. Now you have a recommendation as you go to get new clients. You know, one of the things that happened when we worked with Coca-Cola, we had a reference from another client. And that's how we received the opportunity with Coca-Cola. So it's more word of mouth, constantly making sure that you put your company out there. You know, that's where I want the awards come in as far as my company. I'm constantly putting my company out there to be torn apart. I want to know where we stand with everyone else. And so when organizations see that you meet the bill with a lot of these other companies, they say, wait a minute, this isn't just your ordinary small business. They have a model that somehow is working or competing with some of the larger corporations. And we have our limitations, but once again, you have to be okay with what you can accomplish and know where you want to stand. So for me, I always say as a business owner, don't be afraid to put yourself out there to see where you stand. Because that's the only way you can find out how to grow and how to become better in servicing your clients. How do you put yourself out there to see where you stand? Like we know how to put ourselves out there, but how do you know how to put yourself out there so you can see where do you stand amongst your peers? So when you look at the um, commerce, you know, the I can't think of the name of it. The small commerce uh, business, that cha the Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, Chamber. Mm -hmm. They have a business association. They also have awards programs. And these awards programs are just not, they're not just about getting a, an award just to say you have an award. They actually have standards to meet that award. And when you meet those standards, this is something that you put in your pitch when you talk to your client. You know, when you tell the client, yes, we've been awarded by the Better Business Bureau as a, one, an organization that has ethics and customer service. Well, the Better Business Bureau has been around 100 years. That holds weight in your pitch. So you have to understand what will matter to the type of clients that you service. So I would say look at organizations that focus on ethics, that focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion, that focus on customer service, that focus on your specific genre. For us, we're in the branding marketing space. So tele awards, you know, Emmys, those type of things, those are the things that we focus on to show that we have a standard of excellence. And we use that as a pitch to gain customers. I want an Emmy. I want an Emmy for my podcast. I got six of them. I don't know which one yet, but I'm going for an Emmy. I don't even know what it looks like, but I already, I put that out to the universe. Like, this is a space that I live in every day, the podcasting space. I, 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 I'm a, I call myself the fairy pod mother. I actually, I'm hosting like six podcasts, right? And so, but I want an Emmy for one of my podcasts, and I don't know which one is going to be yet, but I'm putting it out to the universe. I'm going to follow that model because I want to pick it apart, but I want an Emmy. Um, I know you got an upcoming training, and I know that there are filmmakers out there who, you know, they really, I think you got a question too. Is it training for more? Okay, here we go. We're going to put it up. Love, I'm putting the, training, the question up. So Love wants to know, is your training for more established production companies, or could someone like myself, a new film producer, benefit as well? Yes, it's for new film. 
producers as well. And I, I do have some news that is not as exciting for those who might want to attend. It's great for me. We actually sold out this event on the 14th because with our, we only had 100 seats because that's the capacity that we could. So we may have to have another one depending on the demand, but it actually sold out for... Are you are you gonna be virtual? Is it is it just in person or is it virtual? Is it, can you add a virtual? It's virtual. Is, and you still not a virtual? Yeah, because you know on the virtual event, so like with Zoom, you can have certain packages. You can have a hundred. So I have a business package that allows up to a hundred attendees. Right. Right. So once it sells out, I can't sell any more tickets. Now, if I want to go to the enterprise, which costs a lot more, I can have three hundred attendees. But for my purposes, that doesn't fit my business model. Okay. So right now with this, we have 100 attendees as the maximum. And if there's a demand, we'll have another workshop. Well, I'm sure there's going to be demand if you already sold out. So let me ask you this. What are they going to learn? Because I want to I want to make sure, listen, we, we missed it. He came on too late. So we missed the first go around. But maybe we can make the second go around. What can the, the, the student expect to learn in this workshop? So the ones that missed it this time, like loving myself and my daughter, who's probably watching because I like watch. Um, what are they going to learn so the next time you come back on here to let us know it's coming up, they know to enroll early? So what you will learn is, one, funding. We teach you where the funding He said, wait, wait, wait. How he said, wait, wait. I'm about to cut you. I'm about to cut you off. Right. Right. You said, he said the first thing right out the gate and we can't get into class. I just had to cut him off. And I normally try not to cut my guests off. He said funding right, right out the gate, which everybody want to know about the funding. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I but, you know, that's every business. That's not just him. That's any business. You know, I'm an actual, are you familiar with SCORE? I am. I'm a score mentor. I've been a score mentor for seven years. Really? And the one question that we get, where's the money? Everybody wants the money. So that's a standard question across the board, how to get the funding. And so that's something I like to focus on. I also will focus on brand strategy. How do you brand your and market your business? Because that's very important. The funding comes when you understand that piece, how to brand and market how do you actually set yourself up to receive funding? Because the funding alone, just knowing where the funding is, doesn't help you if your company isn't set to receive the funding or you don't have the strategies that help you to receive the funding. So those are two of the things that we focus on. And I also talk about film festivals because there are film festivals that award projects. I probably had, I've been at about 115 film festivals. I've submitted projects to about 115, and I've been accepted in 50% of them. Wow. So that's really high because I understand what it takes to get in film festivals. I don't just apply to every film festival. There's a strategy to what I do simply because I'm building a resume of not only winning film festivals, but also receiving funding because that's going to be important when you start to put together your pitch decks. You start to put together your strategies to receive outside funding to get investors for your films. They want to know, who am I working with? What's your track record in this business? Not just, wow, okay, yeah, I see the credit. I see your business credit. But what's your track record as a filmmaker? Hey, we get the job done. We win. And this can be us as a whole. So those are the things that are taught in my workshops. We talk about strategy, funding, and how to set yourself up to get the money. 
Listen, you know, you got you to gotta let us know when the next workshop is. I got to tell you a quick story, though, about SCORE. It was hilarious. So when I was in Jersey, I was a small business consultant for Rutgers University Small Business Development Center. So I was a consultant. So people come to me, they talk, you know, tell me their business ideas. I walk them through some stuff. When I moved to Georgia and I was launching her to, I said, well, you know what? I'm going to go to the SBDC because I know they can help me because I help people when I was doing it. And I'm going to go to SCORE. So I go to score. I, I go in there. I find my mentor. I go to score. He's out here in Gwinnett County. And um, I go over to Sugar Hill because that's where he was. So I go there. I'm talking to him. So he starts asking me questions. Like, I'm launching this this TV thing. And he's asking me questions. So he's taking notes, right? And he's asking me a million questions, right? And he said, <laughs> you have certainly helped me, but I haven't helped you do anything. It was hilarious. And I wind up. I, it was flipped. I was coaching him and mentoring him through the, cause he was launching a video product and you know, I was in the space and I knew what I knew. I was just trying to figure out how to get to the next level. And for the whole session, I was mentoring him. It was hilarious. And he said to me, you have been mentoring me. How can I help you? And it was so funny. But anyway, that was hilarious. Yeah. And I mean, that's actually Lisa Anders was one of, was a speaker at one of my conferences that I did was scored and we had the Atlanta Tech Media Center. We had about 150 people to come out. And this is one of the workshops I did on how to receive funding. And Lisa Anders actually came out and spoke to the crowd a bit on, you know, the Gwinnett, about Gwinnett Explore, that entire organization and how they help people take their properties and, you know, make money off their properties. But there's steps to that also. Yes. So it's just, we have a history. I've known Lisa now for about five or six years. And that's just been great yeah, working with her and her organization. Lisa's a wealth of information. Like there is money here in Gwinnett County. You just we just missed it. We just missed the door for that. It just closed like July thirty first. It closed that one closed. I think that one for operations. If you were operating yeah. a business, that closed in April. And then if you were creative, that closed in July. So we missed that. But but I'm going to stay on top of that to find out when that opens up again so that our creatives can know that there's some funding available and how to go about getting that. But in the meantime, um, I want to stay in contact with you and, and I might need to be, I'm not, I might need to go back to score now that I know you're a mentor, but he was hilarious. He had me cracking up, but um, how can people reach out to you if they, I know you can't get the workshop, but how can they reach out to you if they want to work with you right now? You can reach me at forestuff.com. There it is, y'all. Two R's, two T's, two X. <laughs> right. My social media will be right there. Or it's tough. Two R's, two T's, and two F's. There you go. There it is, y'all. So listen, Forrest, I don't want to keep you because I could, but I won't. Thank you so much for being my guest today. This has been a wonderful um, session. I'm sure people got a lot of information. They probably will be reaching out to you. Please, if you have another event coming up um, after this one, let me know and we can have you come back on and talk about like maybe even bring some of your, your students on with you to talk about what they got from the event. And um and to promote the next event because there are a lot of people who are creative in this in this space and they just don't know where to go and I know that because I'm around a lot of them most of the time, and so we would we, I wanted to be a resource to them as they move forward in the industry and in the business and to understand that this is a business so please don't hesitate to reach out to Georgette and let her know you know I'm having something I want to bring some of the students back with me and we'll have all y'all on like I'm on Streamyard we can fit up the ten people on Streamyard so if you want to. <laughs> Like StreamYard is not like Zoom. It doesn't give you a lot of space. It gives you ten space for ten people. We can fit up the ten yeah. people here. So please just let her know and we'll bring you back just to find out what they got from it and how we can help the next cohort that may be coming into the program as well. 
definitely will. All right. Well, thank you so much. You have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. And uh, I'm going to go now, y'all, and give you, I'm going to go for a song, and I'm going to come back and give you my word of inspiration for the day. Listen, have a wonderful. Thank you again. Thank you. All right. Okay. You too. All right, guys, listen, I'm going to my uh, my last song, and then I'm going to come back. I'm going to close it out to give you my word of inspiration for the day. So I want y'all to, I hope y'all enjoyed that, because I did. So stay tuned. I'll be right back after this song. I ran away from heartbreak. Got nothing in return from my pain. singing that song y'all like that song has been stuck in my head since about six o'clock this morning and i was like okay i gotta play it on the show today i don't know why it was stuck in my head but it was stuck in my head so 
Listen, I hope you enjoyed that. I try to bring um, the best people on. When Georgette is out there looking for my people, she's looking for the people that's going to bring you the most value to the show and to you as an audience to help you in whatever it is you're trying to do, whether you're trying to start a business, whether you're trying to produce a film, whether you're trying to start a podcast, write a book. We try to bring the best on the show. And um, hands down, Farce is one of our best. Not that all of you guys aren't because last week we had Katrina on and she was just she was just a fireball of energy. Um, but and, and all of my guests come on here with great information to share. So I hope that you guys got a lot of that interview. I, I hate we're going to miss the, the workshop because, you know, my daughter is a filmmaker. And she, one of the things I know she wants to know is how do I not have to use all my money, which she is doing right now to produce her six-part series, and got to start season two of that. So, um, but, but here's the thing. You have to, you have to start. You can't wait to somebody to give you the funding. That's what I want to say. So let me. that being said, that leads right into my, my word of inspiration for the day. Here goes. Be brave to stand for what you believe in, even if you stand alone. Oh, my God. Let me say it again. Be brave to stand for what you believe in, even if you stand alone. Roy T. Bennett said that, and he was absolutely right. You have to be brave to stand up for what you believe in. And a lot of times you're going to stand by yourself. If you find somebody to stand with you, count yourself fortunate. That's all I'm going to say. Because a lot of times you're going to stand by yourself. But you got to be brave. You know, say, no way, I'm going to do this anyway. I'm going to do this despite my circumstances. I'm going to do this film despite my lack of funding. I'm going to find a way to get this film done. And when you start to think like that, you will find a way. You will find a way to create... I have created so many things to create me, to bring me in, in revenue because I had to say, okay, this is what I need to do. I need to create something, but it, it all ties into what I do. I have learned how to leverage my talents and my skills to create the kind of life that I want and to bring the revenues. And, and it's so weird. This week has been a great week. Um, it's just been a, it's been a, it's been a week of things that have just happened that I, I didn't, I didn't think about or necessarily expect. And some great un unexpected things has happened, and I'm I'm excited for that. But you have to believe in yourself and stand stand for what you believe in, even when nobody else does. Forrest has a workshop. We missed it. But if you're a film producer, and here's here's how here, here's how I can tell when people are true to to their passion, they do it anyway. If you're not doing it, you're not true to your passion. Because people who are true to their passion, they do it anyway. Whether they have a dime or a dollar or a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars to get that thing done, they do it anyway. You got a phone with a camera on it, produce something. Even if it's 60 seconds. Here's the thing. Put out a bunch of 60, 60 second videos that are nicely put together with a great message. And you're, you have started. You started. You may not have started with a million dollar budget or maybe even a hundred thousand dollar budget, but you started because you believe and you and you and you believe in what you're doing and you're gonna stand up for that. I can tell the people who are serious about what they do because guess what they're doing? They're doing that thing. They believe in that thing and they do it. They don't talk about doing it, they do it. And and I'll tell people, you know, oh, you say you want to do that, then why aren't you doing it? You say you want to write, then why aren't you writing? You say you want to cook, then why aren't you cooking? Because you really don't want to do the thing. You say you do. You know, somebody has told you that you're a great cook. Well, I'm going to start a restaurant. Then start. Start a catering company. You may not cater on the weekends. Only cater on Wednesdays. Cater one hour on Sundays. Feed the homeless. Just start. That's the important thing. 
And when you say you want to do something and you find all these reasons not to do it, then you need to go back to the drawing board and ask yourself, is it something I really believe in? Is it something that I can really stand for? Is it something that I can wake up in the morning and do? Even when nobody is standing with me? Even when nobody has my back? Really? That's the question. All right, listen. Thank you for listening. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you spent the last hour and 23 minutes with me. And I love you to life for that. I hope you enjoyed my guest today, Mr. Forrest Tuff. Check him out. ForrestTuff.com. That's two R's, two T's. What do you say? Two R's, two F's, and what else? He said two R's, two T's. I don't know. Check him out. ForrestTuff.com. Yeah, y'all will figure it out. It's two R's, two F's, two something. Two T's, I think he said. Um, but check him out. Um, he has some great information to share. He has a ton of awards on his website. Which now has inspired me to go out and look for some awards. For one of these podcasts, speaking of podcasts, check out the Noise Podcast Network. You'll find all my podcasts there. Every one of them. It's, right now it's five and I'm about to launch the sixth one. So I am your fairy pod mother. Wishing you much success throughout the rest of the day. Be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Good Morning Gwinnett. And if you miss any episode of the show or you want to support the show, go to GoodMorningGwinnett.com. If you are a podcaster or thinking about becoming a podcaster, go to Noise Podcast Network. There is an upcoming training there on the Podcast University, but there's also podcasts there, my podcast there, so you can see exactly what it looks like when you become a part of the Noise, Noise Podcast Network. So go to NoisePodcast.com noisepodcastnetwork.com and you'll see all of my shows there. I am opening it up to 19, I think it's 19 spots I got available. If you want to join our network, go there, see what it means to join our network. I only have about 19 spots left. Um, but if you have not started your podcast yet, go there and you'll see Podcast University, which is starting Next month actually starts tomorrow, but it's going to be starting sometimes in, um, next month. So, again, thank you again for listening. Today is my Friday, so I won't talk to you again until Monday. But I want you guys to stay safe out there. I want you to make sure that, you know, you understand that for some of you, COVID is real. And for those of you who is real for, protect yourself and your family. For, them, for some of you, it's not. Unfortunately, you don't believe it. And all I can say to you is made it made it. May God be with you. That's all I can say for you. Um, I'll be back again Monday at 10 a.m. God willing. My friends, stay safe. And until next time, until next time, make it a great day, y'all. Bye now. You've been listening to Good Morning Women. Make sure to tune in Monday through Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time to find out what's happening around Women. If you like this episode, subscribe now and share with your friends. To learn more about Noise Media Network, visit noisemedia.us.